0: For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melanymitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, good morning, everybody. Hey there, it is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And today is a very special episode because if you head over to YouTube, you can actually see this episode. And everything that I am teaching is also has a visual to go along with it because today, is a pretty important topic. And it is one that so many business owners struggle with. And here is why. How many of you are passionate about what you do, what you sell, the services that you provide, the people that you get to work with, the craft that is your gift, but marketing is not your gift. Storytelling, not your gift. Creating social media content, not your jam. Maybe, just maybe, you have sort of this old school mentality of, you know, is social media really needed for me to grow my business? You know, do I really need to be showing up and adding valuable content and, you know, giving people advice and tips and tricks on social media? Like, does that really drive revenue and increase the bottom line? Here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Hands down, 100%. I have built my business. Actually, not just one business, two businesses leveraging the power of social media. And I'm telling you, it is powerful. And let me just kind of set the stage. If we look at trends, even in the industry that I first came into, so if I look at Team Beachbody and the health and fitness industry, you know, Beachbody as a company started out as an infomercial business where they would put their, you know, video programs on infomercials and they would sell them through, you know, these commercials. And what happened is that got the business going. That is where they saw their massive you know, growth opportunity. But as social media started to become a place where people were spending their time, and especially around the 2011 timeframe, people really began to shift and start to show up on social media. And the power of peer to peer support the power of your friends showing up and sharing their journey and inviting you to join along the power of watching other people share suggestions and recipes and tips and accountability all of a sudden was really beginning to you know create momentum and we watched the infomercial business Literally go away, almost what feels like overnight. Even though it was just a gradual downturn, so Beachbody is a huge part of their marketing is not on TV anymore. It is actually on social media, and they've realized that you know if they want to compete, if they want to thrive, if they want to stay relevant, then they have to go where the people are. It's the same business model as whenever you know the company started to see that you know. streaming and, you know, doing things on demand was much more desirable than DVDs. And they saw the ability, and then they also saw the trend that other people were starting to move in that direction of really creating these virtual platforms, these virtual workout spaces, the ability to stream on demand, many different classes so that you didn't have to buy the actual physical DVDs. And so the company, got in front of that. They created this amazing platform called Beachbody On Demand. And now we have this BOD groups, which allows us to, you know, connect and integrate with something we already have. And it's been incredibly powerful to be a part of such an innovative company that it has made me as an entrepreneur innovate all the time. And the one thing that I've really noticed over the past 60 days that we've been in quarantine is that all of a sudden, people realize the importance of marketing on social media. Some did, some didn't. And the ones that didn't, they're really struggling right now, right? The businesses that refuse to go online, the businesses that refuse to do virtual, that refuse to think outside of the box and come at this from a different angle, it's it's really a struggle. And I want to be here to tell you today that no matter what goes on in society, we're always going to have a crisis. We're always going to have shifts and trends and innovations. And as business owners, we are going to have to learn to pivot. We're going to have to be able to say, you know what, Um, ads in the newspaper, people aren't actually reading the newspaper anymore. And so I'm not going to put my money into that advertising or I'm not going to go hanging door hangers or what I used to do is pin flyers in Panera and Starbucks and, you know, in our local grocery stores about the services I had to offer. No, I need to be using my platform to get in front of more people. I'll tell you a really great story. You know, when I first was building some momentum in my business, I was actually teaching group fitness classes. Crazy, right? I'm not a group X instructor at all, but I'm teaching these these group X classes. And I was having great success and people were starting to come to class and my classes were growing. But I also saw my business starting to really take off in the online space. And I, at one point, was asked to add on another class. And in that process of making a decision, weighing the pros and cons, I realized that my time was better spent. I could actually make more money by running my business online and virtually versus teaching a live class. I was going to make $30 by teaching a live class. It didn't matter how many people came to my class, and I was going to spend you know, 45 minutes, the drive and set up and prior to class and then teaching an hour long class and then 45 minutes before I was packed up and, you know, finishing up conversations and back home again. And so it's three plus hours that I'm away from my family, that I'm away from the online space that I then have to come home and do the online stuff. And I realized that it just wasn't worth the investment in my time, that I could actually be more successful and I wouldn't have to take away, you know, physically being away from my family. And so there was this shift for me where I really said, you know, where, where can I maximize the opportunity? And the opportunity was online. So you guys, I hope that, you know, you really have had some time to let the power of online marketing sink in because it's incredibly powerful. And I also want you to know that it is a craft. It is, you know, something that we have to practice. It is a skill that we refine over time and that I am not a digital marketer. I don't have a background in sales or even just direct marketing. I don't have a literature degree. I'm not a writer by trade. I have an undergrad in psychology and a master's in special education but I learned how to write. I learned how to tell stories. I learned the power of sharing consistently and adding value. And how did I learn that? Through the good old Google search bar and YouTube friends. And now we have podcasts and tons of other platforms where you can learn so many tangible pieces of advice that you can apply automatically. But the key is you have to get started. You can't allow yourself to get stuck in this rut of perfection that i can't take action until i have you know the results or i have the perfect website or i have the perfect before and after photo or you know i have the perfect logo or emblem guys everything i have ever done in the past 9 years i have done before i felt ready i have done imperfect but i've taken action and through action i have recognized how to refine what worked, what didn't work. I have increased my confidence at taking photos. I've increased my confidence at being bold and asking for a call to action, but it's only through practice. So why are we so afraid? Why are we so afraid? And I do believe that it has nothing to do with, I need to learn more. It has everything to do with the story we tell ourselves. It has everything to do with whether or not we think we are capable of success. And so what I want to challenge you on today is what is the narrative that you are telling yourself right now in this business that you are trying to launch? Are you telling yourself that it won't work because you don't want to fail again? Because everything you have done maybe in the past, maybe you've started prior businesses and they failed. So now instead of trying something new, instead of leveraging social media, you just automatically say that doesn't work. Maybe somebody has told you uh, in in your scope, in your close circle that, you know, that's just not the way we do business. That's not the way we do business. And you feel like if you step out and you put yourself on social media that you are opening yourself up for judgment. And sometimes that judgment is the people that you know and you actually love and that you have a mutual respect for, but they just don't like the way you're doing business. You guys, you can't pay your bills with other people's opinions. I am telling you and hundreds and thousands of other entrepreneurs are telling you That being able to get out there and share your story in a systematic approach is going to help you build a business. So why are we so afraid? You guys, you have to be willing to try. You have to be willing to do something different if you want a different outcome. So it doesn't matter what somebody else is saying. And remember that when somebody gives you a negative comment, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them and their own self-limiting beliefs and their own fears and their own past experiences that are causing them to have the, you know, to pass this on to you. And I know that to be true because so often people will make snarky comments about, you know, always being on social media, or if I want to know what's going on in your life, you know, I just look at your Instagram. And so it, it's not that they're, It's not that they're making fun of me. It's just that they don't understand. And maybe they're private people or maybe they see an opportunity, but they just aren't willing to really lean into that yet. Or a lot of times, even in the health and fitness industry, people are going to make comments about you changing your life and your behaviors because they're not ready to change their own because in real in honesty they're really struggling with emotional eating and they're really jealous of the fact that you had the courage to make a change and they're just not there yet. So instead of owning that we're just going to tear somebody else down. All right? So what we're going to talk about today is just a very a few simple tips, just a few simple tips that can help you get started at writing good content. All right. So the first thing that I'm going to tell you is you've got to get a social media planner. And I'm going to tell you the Make Chic Happen 52 Week Social Media Game Plan is the best out there. And I say that obviously because I wrote it with my business partner and we use it and it is something that we live by. And the data is coming in. The social media planner has been on the market since December. You know, We've been testing and trying this out all the way back to last year. And even before we had the social media planner in the works, we were creating our own social media plans on sheets of notebook paper. So creating a plan and analyzing your data is something that we have always done. And think about it this way, you know, when, you are, when you are going to school, how do you measure success? You measure success by your grades. You measure success by your test scores, right? And so every single week, you are looking at your social media. You are looking at your stats and your analytics, and you are giving yourself a grade. And then you are saying, where are my weaknesses? Where are my gaps? Where are my holes? Where can I improve? So the first thing that I want to encourage you guys to do is to very simply to get the planner. Go on Amazon. You can get it. 52-week social media game plan. But the second thing that I want you to do is ask yourself, who is my audience? Who are the people that I can serve best? And this takes a little bit of refining, but take a moment and really ask yourself, you know, who is the ideal client? And so as I think about my ideal clients and the people that I want to work with, I don't want to just mentor anybody. All right. When I think about my coaching clients that I take on, I think about, I want to work with the busy woman. Most likely she's a mom, right? But she's a natural go-getter. She's probably in her mid thirties to, you know, 45, 50 years old. She is absolutely coachable. She's somebody that's action oriented, that if I tell her to do something, she's going to do it. She loves the no BS talk. I want to work with somebody that has a heart. That, you know, they might be tough love, but they actually genuinely care about you. And when they say collaboration over competition, they don't just say that because it's like the catchphrase that everybody should be saying right now. They actually do lift other people up. They actually do collaborate. They're not going to backstab, but they're going to collaborate and they're not going to steal your ideas and, and they're genuine to the core. I mean, like I'm getting descriptive here and the kind of people that I want to work with. I also do not want to work with somebody who's going to give me 10 million excuses, or if they're going to give me excuses, they're going to own it and say, you know what? I just wasn't really motivated last week and I didn't do X, Y, and Z and I know why. And if I want my business to grow, then I better change it. And then they're going to go make a change. All right. So I know that my kind of business owner is somebody that has a big vision, is systematic, has a huge heart, is somebody that loves to collaborate, is a natural go-getter, is driven, you know, maybe struggles a little bit, you know, on the, on the confidence, but is working on that and is putting their best foot forward. That's a very, very descriptive person that I've just described. And every single time I write a piece of content, I ask myself, what does my ideal cl- cl- client need and desire? What are their biggest obstacles and roadblocks? So now I go biggest obstacles and roadblocks. I'm going to write that down. Their biggest obstacles are managing their time, knowing how to shut it off at the end of the day because they are natural workaholics. Um, their biggest obstacles and roadblocks is self care and relaxation because they are somebody that tends to overwork themselves. This other this person's biggest obstacle, right, is um, is having fun. Because they tend to be just an all work and no play kind of a person. I know that this person struggles at times with comparison. And so confidence is going to be something that I'm going to need to serve on. And just scalability. And so for me, as I write down these pain points, it allows me to say, oh, I can totally talk about self-care. I can talk about time management how I shut it off. I can give my tips for how I am learning how to manage my time better. That's great. I can make a video of that. I can make a post about that. I can do a weekend self-care thing. I can talk about being a workaholic. I can talk about burnout. I can talk about systems and duplication and motivating your team. I just now have a week's worth of content that I can now share with my ideal audience. Okay, let's take a different example. You know, you're listening to this right now and you are a real estate agent and you are saying to yourself, "Okay, you know, I sell homes in the Pittsburgh area." Great. But what's the best like client for you? What is your ideal client? And then we have this conversation and you go on to tell me that you actually love helping people that are first-time home buyers find their home. Because it gives you such great joy to be able to give them, you know, just informed decision-making sort of advice because you know how easy it is to get ripped off. And, you know, the one thing that you really love is seeing first-time home buyers just really fall in love with their home and know that they're getting a good deal and they're, they're not getting ripped off and they're making smart business decisions. And so you love that. And so you talk about in your social media, you know, what are the pain points of a first time home buyer? You know, do I don't actually know anything about this, you know, but when we were buying our home, there was like this assistance that you could get first time homebuyers' assistance. I forget what it's called, but like, do you specialize in that? Do you specialize in, you know, this, the range of, of prices of that home? What, what are important things? Like, how do you teach a first time home buyer what to look for? So some of the biggest mistakes that people make when buying their first home. And so everything you're doing is speaking towards that client, that ideal person, and you're going to begin to become a magnet for first-time home buyers, right? How much money should you put down and how much money should you be saving and all of that great stuff like this? You cannot just be a real estate agent in the Pittsburgh area. You got to be the real estate agent that specializes in first time home buyers, luxury homes, retirement, whatever it may be. But when you create that specific visual and then you drill it down to exactly what those person's pain points are, you can make a list of 10 or 20 things that now you can be posting about, all right? Okay, so now we sort of, I'm giving you a homework assignment for drilling this down. The next step is I actually need to write the content. So instead of overthinking this, the best piece of advice that I can give to you is you got to do what works for you. I am not a planner outer as much as I say that I plan when it comes to social media content, I may have the ideas written down and I'm going to show you this. Like I may have the ideas written down in my planner, but what I want you to know is I don't have all the posts right now. So can you see this? I have the ideas I have, okay, I want to write about the new program that is getting ready to launch. Okay, I know that on my Instagram, I want to have, you know, a post about being thankful and what this virus has taught us, right? And I know IG stories, what I want to have. I know an ideas of when I'm going live and, and what I'm going to be talking about. Like I have an idea of the concepts and then how that's driving towards the sale, But I don't write it all out ahead of time. But I do know that you can do that. And if you're that kind of a person, that's a great strategy to block out an entire morning or maybe over the weekend, you say to yourself, I know that I'm going to post about X, Y, and Z next week. So I'm going to take pictures of X, Y, and Z. And then I'm going to sit down on Monday morning and I'm going to write the content and I'm going to schedule it in plan. Great app, plan app is an awesome scheduling app. Or later is another one as well. And then you don't have to worry about it. It goes up, I engage, I I know. And then I analyze, right? At the end of the week, what went well? What did people resonate with? What did they not? What didn't get any engagement that I thought for sure was going to be a shoe in? And then I revise and I go again. So for all of us, it is I have to take the next step. We can know who our client is, but we have to create content that serves them. So notice, everything that I've talked about wasn't post a picture of the $20 off sale. Post a picture of, you know, the $1 membership that you can get. Post a picture of what the interest rate is right now. Nobody gives a crap. And the reason they don't care is because they need to know what's in it for them. How are you going to make their life better if they connect with you? And the only way to build trust and credibility is for people to see you doing exactly what you say you're going to do. If you're a health and fitness coach, I better be coming over to your page and I better see meal planning, prep, motivation, success stories, you crushing it, you talking about life, you inspiring me, you on fire. And if you're not doing that, that is a big piece of your business that is missing. Okay, so I want to just make sure that I'm driving home the concept of if you want your business to grow, if you want to leverage the power of social media, consistency, which means you decide how often you're going to show up, if it's once a day, twice a day on social, and it has to be repeated over a long period of time. You have to add value, which means you're giving free advice, a recipe, a tip, a downloadable without asking anything in return, like take, I want you to have some advice on how to do this. All right. And then you then give people the ask, right? If you love this piece of advice, if you love this downloadable and you want to work with me, if you are somebody looking for a home, these are five things that you want to focus on. And if you're looking for a realtor, consider me as the person to connect with. Let's set up a chat. And so it's so important that we get into this rhythm of, I know my client, I'm serving them content, I'm asking them for a decision at least two or three times a week in my social media content, and then I'm engaging. The final piece there is I'm actually engaging with the people that are engaging with me. I'm also going out and searching, right, for groups, interest groups. I'm looking for other entrepreneurs. I'm looking for other people that are trying to learn social media. I am connecting with people who are trying to launch a business idea, right? I'm out there, and I'm not just going, sign up for my class, buy my mentorship program, buy my planner. I'm going, what are your needs? How can I help you? And I listen to people. I hear what they're saying and then I respond. And I respond not with buy my planner, you should sign up for my group, join this community. It is have you thought about this? Have you thought about trying this kind of content? Or you know what? Let me go take a look at your page. Oh, here are a few suggestions for, you know, how you could step up your social game. I think these would really help. Try them, let me know if you have more questions. I'm happy to answer them. Right? I'm building trust. I'm not just jumping to selling somebody, but I'm developing the relationship, the relationship that will lead the person down the path of, you know what? You are so awesome. I'm going to join your community, or I'm going to be a part of your private mentorship, or I'm going to buy that planner because I believe in you. I know that you're proof that it works. And whatever you do is gold, and I'm going to support you in it. Creating raving followers, raving fans, raving customers. That is how we continue to grow. We serve, we add valuable content, and we make sure we're speaking to our ideal audience. You guys, I want you to get started. And I want you to actually sit down and map out your client. Maybe you need to go back and re-listen to this episode, right? And take some more notes. But I want you to map out your client. And I want you just to write down 7 to 10 ideas, content ideas. And then I want you to say, what days am I going to implement these content ideas, not starting next week, not starting next month. Do not say once I get my social media set up, then I will start. No. In the next seven days, what are the pieces of content that you are going to put out there? Because it is about imperfect action over perfect inaction. I can't shout that more from the rooftops than I am right now, but that my friends is truly the way you learn and this is going to be a process. And I, I'm going to leave you with this today. So the process is you're going to suck a little bit. You're also not going to get a lot of response at the beginning. You're not going to get a lot of engagement because people are curious, but they're not quite sure that they trust you yet. And so you will have to show up repeatedly over time and not just a week, not just two weeks. I mean like 90 days. I mean, let's just be here 365 days. If you are here. 365 days from today doing the things that I teach here on the podcast, you know, over a cheek influencer here on my page, you'll grow, you'll create business, you'll create some success, you'll create revenue. How can you not? How can you not? So be here a year from now. So, you guys, I hope that today's episode was super helpful, insightful, gave you some great practical advice to follow to help you on the steps to just growing and scaling online and through social. You guys, if you don't follow Chic Influencer, make sure you check it out, chicinfluencer.com. Our our Instagram is amazing. You've got to go check out the Make Chic Happen podcast, the planner page. Uh, We always are sharing social media advice, social media tips, business advice. And this month, we are doing a writing workshop actually on Thursday, the 14th. And even if you listen to this podcast episode after the fact, we always share the recordings in our membership. Um, So we would love to have you. I'd love to connect with you. And I want to just say thank you so much for being a listener of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. It means the world to me that you guys show up and you share these episodes on Instagram. You tag me. I love to read your takeaways. So keep it up. I'm so grateful that I can share my experience to help you achieve your wildest dreams. Guys, let's make it a great day. See you next week.